Merry Christmas, everybody. Silent fart. Holy fart. Remain calm. Release your bomb. Round the kitchen. Up from your chair. Little atoms of poop in the air. See the cloud slowly creep. Watch all your friends breathe in deep. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Another beautiful day in Oak Bank, Manitoba today. Minus 30 for those of you uh, keeping track at home. Minus 30. And tonight is our Moonlight Madness. And so what that is, is the town shuts down, just like Chicken Days. And right in the middle of town, they have fire pits and s'mores and hot chocolate and Santa's there and there's sleigh rides. It's the whole works, right? Minus 30. There's going to be no one there. <laughs> well, you never know. You guys are pretty crazy sometimes, man. We ain't going. Minus 30? No. The year that we went, it was like minus six or seven or something. And so you bundled up. And you move from fire pit to fire pit. And it wasn't too bad, but it was cold, right? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't nice. Minus 30, forget about it. Forget yeah, about I had to do, it's, it's, it, we went through a little cold phase and all of a sudden it got somewhat warm. It's still cold. You know, those what, like two or three degrees last, uh, this morning when I drove, but, and I had to take the best, but cause my daughter has, um, some sort of medical society thing that she's doing at the, at the medical school here that she does on like once a month on Saturday. So she needed my truck and my wife, you know, we need to have at least a car. So I got the little Vespa. And as I'm driving like halfway through when my face was frozen, I was just like, okay, this sucks. It's cold yeah. enough to not be on a tiny motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Make your daughter take the motorcycle next time. Uh... <laughs> Uh, no. motorcycle mama <laughs> you know um okay dr deepak is on call today he's got some patients that need some urgent treatment but uh he gave us his uh updates let's do the uh weekly fantasy football injury report i am your doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. Prescription. Doctor, doctor. 
Okay. Jamar Chase, plan to reinsert Chase back into your... Ooh, plan to reinsert Chase back into your wide receiver one slot. It didn't take very long. (laughs) (laughs) He projects to be... He projects to be nearly full strength at this point. If he returned, if he returned week twelve, we wouldn't. We would have expected a limited amount of his snaps at this point. However, the training wheels will be taken off. Straight up, Joe Mixon, who's been dealing with a concussion the last two weeks, TBD. But data is in Mixon's favor. The vast majority of players who would be cleared by Sunday. And RBs don't see any performance dip when they return from concussion. Have a backup ready just in case, though. Najee Harris to be determined. Lean towards playing oblique strains. Don't lead to sur- that don't lead to surgery. Tend to not affect production on a per play basis. Re-injury rates are moderate, moderately elevated. Why does he got to use the fifty cent words? Listen, Doc, dumb it up if you're going to bring it to us. Yeah, man. Najee Harris. You're not going 50- to read it. You're not going to read it. At least yeah. simplify it. Not like medical terms and stuff. Like, what the fuck? Look, if it's got more than five letters in it, that's too big a word. Yes. Uh, re-injury rates are moderate, moderately elevated, 15%. So we do see a more committee-based approach to touches. Um, speaking of committee touches, Watson's playing again. Tomlin's teams don't usually re- reflect that trend. They're usually not, but they're also not usually four and seven with nothing but pride to play for. We'll start Najee in season-long formats, assuming he's active but avoid in DFS. So basically, they've always had a workhorse back, and this is the first time where they're kind of approaching with the committee because they don't want to run the wheels off of a dude in the lost season is basically what he's saying there. This is getting complicated. What did I say? Did did we put him in? Is that what I said? Yeah, (laughs) put him in. Put him in your slot. Jalen Warren. Warren is highly likely playing week 13. It's unclear how Warren and Harris will divide workloads in this backfield, but data does suggest a more committee-based approach than normal, which is what I just said. Based on RB hamstring data, I always avoid hamstrings, but uh, Warren projects to maintain 90% of his per-play production. Debo Samuels to be determined lean towards sitting. Samuel is likely dealing with a quad contusion which is structurally stable but very painful. These do not tend to cause noticeable performance dips for wide receivers, so we expect the Niners to sit him week 13. Odell Beckham Jr. has been released from jail again after getting tossed off of an airplane. Now, I don't know. He he had a run-in. But OBJ has a real chance to contribute this year, uh, but not like regular season ACL data projects him at 80 to 85% at this point hitting 90% by mid-January that's a solid player who can make a difference for a contender not the Packers but probably not in time for fantasy teams so he's going to do the same thing he did last year show up to contender uh must be nice to just show up for the playoffs win the Super Bowl and then take the take the rest of the year off played so good though man starting to sound like Rodgers he played so good before the injury though he really did put them over the top Mike Williams re-aggravated high ankle sprains, averaged three to four additional weeks, but also caused lingering performance dips. Listen, uh, high ankle sprains are terrible. It could be one week, it could be eight weeks. It's terrible, right? Don't be looking to start him until at least his second game back. And we're already at the end of the season, so me just lost for him. Meh. 
Michael Carter out week 13, low ankles for running backs, typically plus zero or one game. So there's a high likelihood of Carter coming back next week. Performance upon return averages 90% of pre-injury levels for running backs. Aaron Donald, high ankles for linemen, average four weeks, but early reports sound like Donald may be less severe than the typical version. Still, the Rams, three and eight. It's hard to imagine him coming back too soon here. That's right. Chase Young, as you guys know, that Washington defense has been pretty solid. Now they're getting Chase Young back. Young at 13 months post ACL is very likely ready to play. However, it's common to take a slow return with Young. Highly drafted players look for a ramp up in snap count over the course of the next three or four games. TJ Watt lean towards playing. Rib injuries for defensive linemen are often played through without much performance impact. Man, whatever. DeAndre Swift. Swift's health likely played a big role in his usage up to this point, but he should now be rearing full strength, nearing full strength, and his lingering ankle and shoulder injuries. Look for steady improvements in the pass game workload, though it does seem like Jamal Williams is firmly in control of the running game. No shit, he leads the entire NFL in touchdowns. Yeah. Aaron Jones leads in yards, zero touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, practice data suggests he'll sit. Coaching comments suggest he could play. We'll lean slightly towards Gibson being out here. Foot sprains usually last two or fewer games without much production impact. We'll be surprised if it's a long-term issue. But I would not put Gibson in my lineup. At this point, Brian Robinson has done a great job coming in, had some solid games, so I think it's going to be a committee. Screw it. Michael Gallup battling illness, but reportedly not, not injury. Uh, so we'd expect him to play in week 13. Over the next three or four games, ACL data suggests Gallup should be seeing major improvements in his production. Devonta Smith officially off the injury report. Smith doesn't project to see any performance hit from his injury. However, he's going to be moderately, his re-injury rate will be moderately elevated for the next two weeks. You keep getting those moderately elevated. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, Harris, not much work to do with Harris, but we tentatively plan for week 15 return based on his week-to-week designation. I think we skip that one and read that one at the end, and then we can get into the Bears. We can talk about Justin Fields at the end and piggybacks if you want to. All right, Josh, Josh Jacobs, lean towards playing. We're starting him if he's playing, but be warned that he's going to have a highly elevated re-injury rate this week if active. Luckily, it wasn't moderate. Uh, wow. Christian McCaffrey expects him <laughs> to perform at full strength with the full workload as long as games remain close. However, if the Niners take a convincing lead, which we do expect, we'd expect them to rest him because that's the treatment to keep his patellar tendonitis under control into the playoffs. That's that's just in between the taint and the anus. Exactly. Tra- Travis Antonini. Antonini? Antonini. Antonini. He's an Italian. Lean towards playing mild foot sprains don't typically cause much production impact. So we're starting Antonini. This is way too many. Jamison Williams has a chance to debut. Flex consideration, but I would wait. J.K. Dobbins lean towards a week 14 to 15 return to the field. His latest surgery was minor in terms of impact. AC-LCL combo will anticipate two to three game ramp up before a full work. For Dabinis. And now it's time to go target David Njoku. Um, if you don't have him on him, go get him. Go try to trade for him right now. He's missed one or two games with what he's got, but he has a really good chance to come in and should be ready for your playoffs. So go get David Njoku. 
we'll skip uh, Romeo Dobbs for the yeah. uh, okay. Kyle Pitts out for the rest of the year. There you go. That's it. Done. <laughs> Von Miller. Von Miller is going to have surgery more than likely on his meniscus. Out. Four weeks. Cooper Cup surprised if he returns at all this season. About eight weeks for that surgery. Cooper Cup out. Great number one overall pick for people. Great job. Oh, let me tell you, all my number one picks have just been fantastic this year. <laughs> terrible. Jerry Judy leaned towards sitting. Judy, you know, he's got... He's just terrible this year. Uh, yeah. Russell Wilson can't see over the offensive line and can't see him wide open running the seam routes. Don't go use Jerry Judy. He is on my fantasy football team. He's killing me. Yep. Killing me. Teron Armstead, moderate pec strains, average two to three weeks for offensive linemen. Not sure why he's on our fantasy football, but uh, expect Armstead out this week, outside return, week 14. You know who I don't see on here is Aaron Rodgers. I heard that all of his scans came back clear, and uh, he'll play, and he wants to play as long as they're not mathematically eliminated. And which... it's the Bears. Look, the Bears, man. It has nothing to do with... it. He wants to beat the Bears one more time. I get it. I get it. Uh, let's, uh, Justin Fields. Fields looks ready to play. Non-throwing shoulder AC joint injuries don't show any negative performance impact in our data. He won't need to throw the ball. He'll be able to run for 175 yards in that first half against that Packers defense. Unless we actually, unless we get White to pop him once or twice, right, at the line and hit him and hit that shoulder and drive it into the ground a little bit. But that's too many defensive linemen. That's not Joe Barry's motor M.O. Bondi. <laughs> I will do a little bit of the, I'll leave Dobbs for you, buddy. So I'll give it a little Bakhtiari. Aggressive return timelines for appendix surgery. Average two games missed. We saw Minka Fitzpatrick pull that off earlier this year. And wouldn't be surprised if Bach attempts to do the same. No you Bach. know, this one I don't agree with. And this is, I'll tell you why I don't agree. With. I'll read it and I'll tell you why I don't agree with it. Romeo Dobbs leaned towards sitting, severe high ankles. Average four to five missed games for wide receivers. And Dobbs has only missed three. Even if he plays, avoid starting him because there tends to be a performance dip that lasts at least the first two games back. Dobbs looked ready for the last game for the Eagles, and they made him sit. Mm -hmm. And now he looks really ready. And Lafleur has even said, "Well, he looks really ready." I think he plays. I think he plays. I think we see uh, Dobbs in this game. And uh, I think it will be a limited capacity. I wouldn't start him, and I'm not going to start him. But uh, I think we see Dobbs this game. The, I agree. Uh, Packers, Packers and Bears, the old-time rivalry, the uh, battle for the basement, Packers and Bears. <laughs> it's been a terrible season. I'm telling you, if we just flipped the season standings upside down and just kept the Bears where they were, right? we'd, be, we'd be okay. But what, what are we going to do against this Bears offense that, you know, Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts just in a different jersey. We're going to have um, to score 30 points to beat the Bears because the Bears are not lacking. We, in terms we scored of that against the Eagles. Yeah. We but need to make some stops on the defense. We need to get some. Oh my 380 God. yards rushing, dude. Jalen Hurts is still running on our defense right now. They've he made him stop. Last. Yeah. He's doing stairs and just all of it. Did you hear uh, uh, there was uh, uh, on uh, Monday after the Packers-Eagles game, they, they, uh, there was a lost man in uh, the Eagles stadium. 
still wandering around and uh, police and security, they found him and they said, uh, sir, can we help you? And he said, I'm looking for Jalen Hurts. And, and they said, Mr. Barry, he ran past you. <laughs> <laughs> like it is what the reason I'm not even looking at the grades anymore, Matt, not even bringing him up because it's the same thing, dude. Kenny Clark was the worst scoring defensive player. And it's not, it's not relative to who they are as players. We saw the quote already from several people out of the locker room. It's already gotten out that these guys have given, like, they're like, whatever, this scheme sucks. I don't trust any of it. So I'm just throwing this away. I'm not going to look at grades, not going to worry about it. Our offense, they don't want that defensive coordinator. They yeah. don't want them. They're done. Yeah, they don't want them. They've checked out. Why, why wouldn't you fire him now if you know your players don't want him? Because it's a lost season anyway, and at least the players maybe will start playing harder, right, for somebody else, whether it's Jerry Listen, Gray or whoever. Lafleur was allowed to make his choice because he didn't want Mike Pettit, but we kept Pettit because the GM was like, we're, kept, we're keeping Pettit. Big mistake. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Okay, who do you want to pick? And they picked Joe Barry, and he shit the bed last year, and yeah. he is completing, completely shitting the bed this year. And Lafleur doesn't want to have egg on his face. So Lafleur, man up, be a man. You've made a mistake. You took a positional coach who's got no idea what he's doing, calling plays, or why one works and why one doesn't work. You need to get him the fuck out of there because you've got eight first-round draft picks on that fucking defense, and nobody's playing like a first-rounder. Nobody's playing like a fifth-rounder. It, it's... It's so frustrating. Like that's the one frustrating part of this entire year is not, is not the losing dude. It's the way they're losing. And the fact that when we saw this team on paper before, cause we didn't really, we only lost Devonte Adams and we actually added pieces to this, right. Yeah. To this that was well in MVS, but MVS never played. No MVS. Yeah. He was six or seven games kind of made an impact a little bit, but look, that's Christian Watson. That's Watkins. That's, like Dobbs, not not like, Watkins, like, not Watkins. Yeah. No, well, uh, I mean, did Watkins even right? play in that Eagles? He game? had one game. Did he even play in that Eagles game? I don't remember seeing Watkins out there for that Eagles. I know game. Savage had one snap, one missed tackle, and that was it. And then he hurt his foot. <laughs> yeah, then he hurt his foot. Oh, I'm yeah, telling you, that these players have checked out, and it's the scheme. And everybody can sit here and they can point fingers at absolutely everyone. Here's the bottom line, okay? It's easier to replace one man, Joe Barry, than it is to replace 11 guys, uh, the defense. You need to get yourself a guy like Brian Flores, I think would be perfect. I think I'm starting to switch. If we can't get Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips is my first choice. If we can get Brian Flores, that'd be a great choice. And he was the number two behind Joe Barry. I don't know how he ever got to number two. I think it was because the controversy that was going on in Miami and all that garbage stuff that was going on. Maybe the Packers decided to stay away from it. Big mistake by the Packers, Brian Flores, defensive coordinator. I mean, at least we wouldn't see no more of this Preston Smith on their number one wide receiver. Like the fact that that happens one time you Mm -hmm. go, Hey, Whoa. You got to change that. That's got to stop. That can't happen anymore. And they go, oh, sorry, there's a wrinkle in the defense. And we we ironed out the wrinkle. It happens every game, every game, yep. every game. Dude, every game. That's, I can't even add to that, dude. That's where I am. Uh, so right now we are tied at 786 wins apiece. So we held the record for all, all but like one week. Eight minutes. Eight yeah. minutes. 
So whoever wins this game again becomes the all-time leader in wins in French in just NFL history. So there's a little bit there, right, that we, we want to make sure and and walk away from this with this. There are I'm I'm looking at this man. There's Sports Illustrated had an article, and it's kind of dovetailing into what we talked about, but um I wish I knew it. This is the title of it. I wish I knew a damning indictment of Barry. The defense was supposed to be the driving force behind Green Bay's Packers success. Instead, Joe Barry's unit has driven him off a cliff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's out there. It's done. We've got two really good edge rushers. We've got real, four really good inside players. We've got three really good corners. We've got two really good safeties. We've got two really good inside backers, Barry said, during training camp. So you had everything. Everything you needed. And yet you don't use half of them. And now we're four and eight. You know, the good thing is, you know, the Bears rank 23rd in points allowed per game. So they're not a great defensive unit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We we went up against the 32nd. We went up against the 31st. We went up against the 30th. And we got smoked. But this is the Bears. Let me ask you something. Just between you and me. Just between you and me. Should Jordan Love be starting this game? Yes, 100%. I think so. Hundred percent, man. Like they're, they're, we're mathematic. We're everything eliminated. All that it, I know that we are not technically eliminated right this minute. Whatever. But as soon as teams start playing on Sunday and teams start winning in the NFC, we start getting eliminated. Minnesota. That's can what's going to happen. She can. Yeah. They, they already. They can already clinch this yeah. the North this week. Number one. Number two. They're only half a game out of the number one overall seed. So yeah. there's, and then. Tampa's going to be in, even though they're garbage, but it's going to be Tampa. It's going to be uh, the Cowboys, the I think Eagles, it's be Eagles and, the I think Giants. Be, and I, I think it's going to be Washington. If you look at the schedules for both of these guys, the Giants have like it, the Washington Washington's already gone through the hard part of their quote unquote thing. Right. So, I mean, we're fighting It's Seattle is already in pretty much like the people that we're battling were like Seattle and Washington. Washington is up on us. So we might be able to get that last spot. San Francisco. Well, San Francisco is going to take the division. Yeah. So we've got one. There's one spot and there's like five of us fighting for it. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. And and, and we stop. We stop throwing punches. We stop throwing punches. We just start taking them. We're rope-a-doping it right up against the ropes. Lies. Uh, I mean, this is – I get it. How how tough is it for, you know, Matt LaFleur? First off, you've got no guts or balls to hold anybody accountable. And then secondly, how are you going to bench a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Because how are you going to tell like Aaron Rodgers? not playing like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let me tell you something. At this point, at this point in my career, if I was Matt LaFleur at this point – I would put it all on Rodgers, and I would go, love is playing. Love yeah. is playing. And if we beat the Bears and win that game in the team rallies, time to trade that Hall of Fame quarterback. Listen, you got to see what you have, right? Like, you got to give him more than there's just two a reason. There's a reason why Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't finish their career with their original teams. Mm-hmm. Na- right? Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Right, uh, 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 Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. right? Brett Favre, okay. All the greats. I mean, this Steve is what Trump. happens. All of this them. is what happens. They get traded for a boatload of picks, and they get sent to a team that's just about there, and then uh, that's it. They're gone. 
Yeah, we, we don't we don't hear or see from them again until they're stealing money from the welfare people in Mississippi. And it's such a hard position to be in with Aaron Rodgers, right? Because you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You've got he wants to finish his career here, quote unquote, right? But at the same time, um, it's not like he's given discounts or do anything to help the team to make that right? part of the right? problem. So as much as right? he said, good point, money talks. Good point, man. That's uh, that's everything. Right, wrap that up. We close the show with that right now. Close the show with that. He's not giving us any help. In fact, he's limiting our offense because bro, I got a broken this. I got to hurt this, hurt that. Blah blah blah. I decided not to show up for camps. I mean, man, don't get me wrong. I love me Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks I'll ever see play in my life. Is he yep. the greatest Green Bay? quarterback of all time I, I don't think so and you know why I don't think so Bart Starr did more Brett Favre did more right yes at the end of their careers it went well maybe not so much Bart Starr but at the end of Favre's career it was just starting to get the same old same old right but you know yep. what Favre went to uh, the Jets and took the Jets from uh, obscurity into the playoffs he went to the Vikings and uh, won the North I mean he could still sling it it's almost like Aaron needs a change of venue and a different coach and a different system that won't let him push them around. Oh, because wait, so we're not a system quarterback team? We, no, we are, we, are not even, we, are, we are not even a Hall of Fame quarterback team at this point right now. Seriously, do you want the last games of your career to be sitting on the bench? No, I mean – Look, I'm looking at this little article here, buddy. That's pretty funny, man, because I want you to, to take a look at this and see there's 14 things right now on September 11th that they said were keys for the Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. Let, let's see how many boxes we check. Are you ready? One. Number, one. We showed up. <laughs> number one is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he didn't show up this year. Dominant defense. We don't have that at all. AJ squared using the running backs. No, we don't use the running backs consistently. We use them. We lose a game and then we lose another game. And then we use the running backs and we win a game. Then no fly zone with our corners. With oh, Douglas it, Stokes it, and it's like a, it, it's friendly skies because we're nine yards deep on a second and four. <laughs> Can't stop Gary. He stopped himself. <laughs> Turnovers. Worst, second worst in the entire league, dude. When we went from second, from first, number one last year in terms of turnover differential to now being second to last turnover. So, nope. Here's another key getting healthy and staying healthy. <laughs> nope. I mean, we can't even keep Bakhtiari for more than two games in a row. I mean, I know it's not his fault and he's had dumb luck, but this has been the whole season. This has been the whole season. And now Jenkins and just. Right? Like it's just adding up. We got Bakhtiari's back. Oh, thank God. Oh, we've sure up that left side. Oh, I got appendicitis. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? What 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 happened? What what did we do to the football gods? Packers without borders. 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 The greatest podcast on the planet.
Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And audibletrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. Peace, and go Pack Go! I am Carla from California, and this is Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. What is it that Aaron Rodgers' witch girlfriend, what is the hex that she know. is she is she a Bears fan? I've is never she a Vikings seen, fan. I've never seen a picture of her, so I have no idea what she looks like. Next key was Dobbs and Watson. I'm gonna check the box there, man. Yeah, yep. We've got Dobbs and Watson. Bingo was his name. <laughs> run defense. Where? They run the fence. They run the fence, the whole fence. Oh, all the way down the fence. Crosby kicks. <laughs> yeah, Crosby's been okay, but he's only made like three attempts. Like he's only had I, three attempts all year. Or five. I think what they meant. I think what they meant was Crosby, Crosby so old he kicks it. I think that's what they mean. And then offensive line injuries. Oh, have we not had? Have we had? Have we had a week where it was the whole starters? No. We've last made, week. Last week was the last no, week Jenkins was the been whole. gone. Jenkins played last week against didn't the Eagles. Like it. No, it didn't, didn't seem like anybody showed up. No, didn't seem like anybody showed up. Even when we were, you know, when we were down two touchdowns, I thought this is it. And then all of a sudden, the 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 momentum swung, and and we were right there. And I thought, here we go, the team will rally. And the defense, they were doing the the matador out there. They were just ole as the running back went running by. Let me ole. miss all the tackles. And and, and they go, oh, well, wh- why do they miss the tackles? I'll tell you why they miss the tackles. Because 74 times in a row, the guy is running at them, and they are mismatched. There's five offensive linemen running at two D linemen. Preston Smith is 15 yards back covering a wide receiver. Ugh. And, 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 and LaFleur refuses, and this is the part that drives me insane. LaFleur refuses to see the issue no he doesn't refuse to see it he refuses to address it which is even worse buddy everybody sees it you know they see it it's impossible that they can't be seeing everything that we're talking about over and over again man it's just it's insane i think the first time you know what and this is probably why i'm I'm not an nfl coach i would have seen justin jefferson in the very first game line up and Preston Smith would have gone in coverage and I would have called a timeout before the play started. I would have walked over to Joe Barry and I would have taken his headset off and I would have told security, get this motherfucker out of here. Don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. You know, the, <laughs> the vibe that, that Matt LaFleur gives, which is that chill kind of laid back, you know, vibe is exactly the vibe of how he treats everybody where it doesn't seem like he has a pair of balls to be able to call something or do something, man. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it, LaFleur. You're the guy to fix it. Fix it. You can't fix it. And now we're not technically mathematically eliminated. Wait till three o'clock on Sunday.
Three o'clock on Sunday is the when we'll get mathematically eliminated. Where even if we beat the Bears, as soon as the Vikings win, as soon as San Francisco wins, as soon as these other NFC teams win, we're down the drain we go. I mean, we all see the writing on the wall, and there's no way a nine and eight team is making the playoffs this year in the NFC. No. No. It's not happening. It's not happening. Let's there's get too over many ourselves. tiebreakers. There's too many teams that started out hot that are seven and two, eight and three. It's not going to happen. All right. So here are the three keys, and this is coming from Bears Wire, not Packers Wire, in terms of how they see that they what they need to do. So Behind the, the skirt. Thing, obviously, we're ripe for an upset, right? We've dominated the last 36 years. Of Bears. Yeah, yeah, we're they, due. We're due. So take advantage of Green Bay's weak run defense. Duh. Chicago has the best rushing offense in the NFL. Of course, that has to do with Justin Fields breaking records, right? As you know, he's going to bust one against us. Guaranteed. Well, Guaranteed. The- but this is what I'm going to do. You ready for this? Yeah. Justin Fields runs for more yards than Jalen Hurts. I'm shaving my head. Okay. Yeah, I, think I think he's going to. I think he's going to. I think he's going to. I'm going to shave my head right down to the wood. Well, you can use your manscaped and just use the the, the lawn trimmer. Well, my wife's got a proper setup. Okay, uh, all right. Proper setup. Well, obviously, the Bears' rushing attack isn't the same without Justin Fields, right? Like, depending on whether he plays or not. Of course. Of course. Um, it's been very frustrating to have David Montgomery on my uh, because I know. Oh, God. Anyway, but it's like Singletary from the Bills. It's like Singletary from the Bills. Every time they get close to the goal line, they're like, "Let's pass it." And this is this is what happens. Look at. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has got so many bloody yards on hardly any carries as far as we're concerned. He should have somewhere around the neighborhood of about 60 to 80 more carries at this point. Like that that many more. He's still top 10 in yards, dude, with what he's done. And he's got two rushing touchdowns. Exactly. Two. Two. Are you kidding me? If that's not a, hey, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the spotlight being on anyone except him. I don't know what is. I don't it's know, man. It's becoming now the diva, the selfishness. You're now hearing about, and I get it, Greg Jennings. Listen, you can't, okay, it's, you know, uh, uh, who's the guy, uh, uh, the tight end that uh, had the doctor issues, and he went on and on about. Uh, Not uh, your Michael. Um, no, the other one. Uh, he's got the brother that played too. I can't remember his name. That's why yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. Who cares? But, but you're hearing all these grumblings about certain things that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is saying and doing, and then you see the piss poor play Bennett. Yeah. Thank you. Bennett. You see the piss poor. Remember when I told you I'd kill you last Bennett. I lied. (laughs) Now we're seeing that one side of Rodgers that nobody likes that cry wine Right, which is always there. It's just when they're winning, everybody looks over it. But now that they're losing, it becomes winning cures all. Winning cures all. Hey, Michael Vick was drowning and strangling dogs, and as soon as he started winning some games, they were like, "Well, I can't be that bad." Yep. <laughs> Number two, and that it's kind of li- comes in line with that right? they're running. Wait, Joel, you don't think I'm right? Watch, watch Deshaun Watson. Watch Mr. Massage Watson. Okay, he starts winning in Cleveland, and they're going to erect a statue. Well, erect. Erect a statue. (laughs) (laughs) He'll want everyone to touch it. It'll be a scratch and snip. So here's this. (laughs) You're out. You got no audio. What happened to your audio? You're not muted.
Now you're muted. Okay, for those of you playing the home game, drink. I can't hear you. There you go. Okay. Oh, there we go. So Weird. if the Bears get a lead and hold on to it, so my question to you is, are the Bills going to jump out to an early lead? Are we going to score first or are they going to score first and take the lead? They're going to score on the first opening drive, uh, 17 plays, 87 yards, nine and a half minutes. And then we're going to go and three and out it and hand the defense right back out there again. Hand the defense right back out there again. That's what they do. Look, everything's in front of them to at least right the ship before the end of the year, right? Like with everything that we're talking about and the Papa G comments, I think that kind of triggered something in our mind, right? To start thinking about, yeah, players, we focus on players, we focus on Rodgers, we focus on what they're not doing. And then we kind of got to Barry, right? Because Barry's been obviously the main issue with this team. But all of that is from the top to the bottom, man. And there has to be some sort of accountability for Goody and for Matt LaFleur, especially. And I know we've said this a couple of times, but I think that now is the time with these last, we're not going to make the fucking playoffs. What you do is you use these games to assess the talent because there's a lot of huge contracts coming up for next year. Bakhtiari should be gone. Aaron Rodgers should be traded, to be honest. I mean, here's where I stand. Bakhtiari gone, trade Aaron Rodgers, get a boatload of picks and money back, um, get Dylan Jones, um, Jenkins, and Jenkins really has not been that good. It's a lot of name recognition in one good year. He's almost like Zadarius Smith a little bit on the offensive line where he just had this one huge, great season, but since then has been kind of average. But how much of that has to do playing out of position, right? So give him a pass. But I think we need to use the rest of this game. Put Jordan Love in there, man, because if Jordan Love can string together the remaining, the last parts of the season and show us continued growth like he did, and I know it was limited snaps, but, dude, he looked – much cleaner, much sharper. The ball was coming out of his hand, like just the way the ball was coming out of his hand and the reads that he was making, hitting everybody. We need to spend the rest of the season doing that. And again, I don't care if we lose every single game on the way out, dude, as long as we can come to the end of the year, kind of hit the reset button and do what we've always done and do like a one-year rebuild, have one shitty season, come back the next year and be right where we were before. I think for the benefit of the team, of the Green Bay Packers, not the Green Bay Rodgers, not the Green Bay LaFleurs, but the Green Bay Packers. I think the benefit of the team is to play Jordan Love, is to get him those reps. I think playing against the Bears would be a great game for him to fine-tune his skills, for him to – I mean, and, and, you know, they ask Rodgers, oh, uh, if you get mathematically eliminated, would you be willing to sit? Oh, I think I'd take that with an open mind. That's a no. That's a no. No, he doesn't want to sit. This is how selfish, when you've got a teammate who's selfish and playing poorly, then you got a big problem. And this problem resonates all the way through Lafleur, Goot, and Mark Murphy. Look what Carolina did, man. Carolina said Baker Mayfield, you know, who, what, they're like, no, dude, like, it's okay. Nice. Cam Newton. See you Cam later. Newton, out the door. Out the door, he's not doing it anymore. I know you can't compare Rodgers to Cam Newton, but let me compare this to this. You have a football player who is not performing. You have a football player who is making poor decisions. You have a football player who is injured and hurt and wasn't around for most of camp. This football player is, is, is he's not even in the top 20 right now. 
He is career low yards, career low quarterback rating, career low touchdowns, career high interceptions. I mean, Zach Wilson got benched. See, and that's and, the and he played Those better. Are the names that he's getting compared with. Like right now, that's the pool of people that he's in. He's in the pools of the Zach Wilsons, the PJ Walkers. That it's like, okay, I didn't even hey, know. Who and they go, David, and they go, Mills. he's your four time MVP, back to back winner. Brett Favre went to the Super Bowl two years in a row, won the MVP three years in a row, still never been done by an NFL player. And yet, we had no problem at the end of his career going, it's time for him to go. It's time to see Rogers. And we had the same people, the same people that said that Rogers was going to take us to the toilet bowl and not the Super Bowl. Rogers isn't the guy. And Hey, you know what? I was skeptical too. I was skeptical too, but we couldn't see Rogers in anything other than preseason because Favre refused to come out. So we yep. had to suffer through a mediocre year with Aaron Rodgers where he had splashes and flashes and it looked good here and terrible here, right? Chris Collinsworth, you're not going to win a lot of games with a guy like Aaron Rodgers playing behind center. You're not going to win a lot of games with any quarterback who doesn't get the opportunity to get out there and get some reps. You're not. Exactly. It's time for Jordan Love to get some reps. Well, what if we lose this game against the Bears? Is Rodgers going to sit the next four games? No. No, no he is not. No, he'll what finish if we lose? this season. He's got to. Maybe he won't play against Minnesota in the last game. Uh, I, I threw the dog a bone. Listen, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I have his jersey. I'm going to be, you know, celebrating well, and crying with the rest as long of him. He doesn't do stupid shit after his career is over. Yeah, yeah, right? As long as he doesn't send naked pictures of his dick to uh, uh, a massage therapist and steal money from uh, uh, Mississippi welfare people. Yep. Well, I think we'll we'll do that. But you know what? I mean... Listen, you think Favre is pretty crazy. Rodgers is crazy now. But all of these quarterbacks, it's an ego thing. It's also just like with the wide receivers. It's just kind of their MO, right? And When you have 15 years of everybody telling you you're the greatest thing that's ever walked on the earth and you're always right, your perception of life is going to be a little fucking skewed. Right, little kids they were kind of prodigies to get protégés or prodigies to get to this point but you know man like I, I i was thinking about patrick mahomes you know and how he came in week 10 they gave him a partial week he didn't win very many games but he got six full games under his belt right right before the next season next season next thing you know it's it's the perfect time to have jordan love come in let him finish the season rogers you get right get better are you going to come back and then by benching him, you make him think about it first off. And secondly, it gives you some options. Humble that motherfucker. Yeah. Humble that motherfucker. I am. He used to have a chip on his shoulder when he was drafted 24th instead of first or second. Now that chip's gone and it's been replaced with uh, a witch. It's been replaced with Danica Patrick. It's been replaced with Pat McAfee who stands there going, woohoo, you're going to play. Yay. Listen. Let's get that chip back on his shoulder. I would have sat his ass in that fucking Eagles game after the second interception so close like that. I'd have put his ass right on the fucking bench and he would have been upset and he would have had a hissy fit and he would have demanded a trade or an outright release. And I would have said, there's your leader. There he is. Can't take it on the chin. Can't stand up for his teammates. Can't do this. Can't do that. And there it all is. The guy's the public, playing poorly. He you know even himself came out and said, guys that are playing poorly and making too many mental mistakes should have their reps reduced. Rogers, that's you. 
the the public i think that's the way that you would need to do it where public perception where he can come out and say whatever he wants but if you bench him and you sit him understanding and you can stand at a podium and say this is the did it you see him bitch and moan about it it'll help with the transition with a lot of people right because there's a lot of the public perception from fans and as we know i've run this poll three or four times in the last year and every time i do it it comes out where about 48 percent of packer fans are actual rogers fans so go away let him go let him go yeah. it was the same deal with the far fans let him go yeah We're and they're right back and they're right back on as soon as rogers was good they're like oh i'm a rogers fan come on let me tell you Let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's find out what we got with Love. This will give us a great opportunity to see Love play the next five games. And if he's terrible, if he stinks, we'll have a better spot in the draft to draft somebody as a quarterback because this draft is loaded with good quarterbacks this year. This would be a great opportunity. I don't know why Goot, I don't know why Murphy haven't gone. Listen, this is an opportunity here to find out if Love can do this or he can't. Because if right. he can't fucking do it, we can draft somebody in the in the first round and get another quarterback to sit behind Love and learn for the next year. Or we trade Love and get another quarterback. Or we trade Rodgers. Whatever the scenario is, we can fix it for next year. This year, it, it, we're, we're out. We're yeah. out. We're out. And there's a couple pieces, right? Like he kind of throwaway year. Keyshawn Nixon is a legit returner that we're going to keep around that I, you know, Bisaccia for what he did. Look, we just asked to be better. We're better than last year. And uh, slightly, but we're better. Yeah. I think sticking. Not the so kicking long, game though. Not the well, kicking game though. The kicking game is the stinking game. It's sticking around so long with Amari Rogers back there when you already had Keyshawn Nixon. How do you not see Crosby? That? I think Crosby does not have the leg anymore. And I show, and, and I give you as evidence to the jury here, ev evidence marked a one, mm -hmm. all of his kickoffs, none of them are making the end zone anymore. No. Why no, is this not just a touchback? I don't know. Everybody else is kicking it into the stands. Crosby's kicking it to the 10 yard line. Yeah. So we give up 10 yards every time Crosby kicks it. Man, oh my God! Dude, I just—I mean, I'm let, me, to, let me ask you this: If Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones broke the big toe on his foot and couldn't cut properly, would we sit him? Oh, immediately, and wait until he's a hundred percent, and it would be too many so weeks. Before why are we letting Rogers go out there and wing balls too high, wing balls too short, overthrow, underthrow? It is very as control of the coach locker room control of the playbook control of what gets run at the line of scrimmage control that he I think he's have. a media monster is the issue I think he's yeah. a media monster and he controls too much of the fandom with his Pat McAfee with his coming out and calling out management and all of this I think I think they they've let him become a monster and now the monster is calling the shots and what's going to end up happening is, is we're not just going to see Rogers go. We're going to see Lafleur. We're going to see Barry. We're going to see Goot. And we might even see Mark Murphy go too, because they let this happen. Yeah. There, there, there's no accountability from the top bottom. It's kind of layered. It, 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 the organizational chart is just flat as opposed to dynamic, right? Like there's yeah. Mark Murphy's untouchable. And then you have Goot who's untouchable. Then you have a coaching staff who's all within that same rung that's apparently untouchable, right? But they all can, like, all within that same little rung, there's movement, but nothing. And then all the players kind of fall below that, right? And it's, 
it's not the way to approach things. It's not the way to do it. When you have a boss, that boss tells the people below them what to do. And ultimately with Mark Murphy, right? Like at this point, he's the president of the Packers. He's the one responsible for making sure that this company and this business runs properly. And right now his middle management and upper management is playing like is just trash. You Carl's know, it's episode, man, but I know. I mean, hey, so Carla, fun. Carla, I want to say thank you and that we love you and we appreciate your Patreon uh, commitment to us. Uh, you upped your Patreon commitment. Did you see she upped it? I did. She, yeah, she's you are too kind, Carla. You are too kind. And uh, Bruce has uh, made those eight by ten glossy uh, photos for you and uh, before and after Manscaped, like you asked. <laughs> and uh, they are on the way. <laughs> why fake news he's holding uh, some of his wake and bake cookies in front of oh. his cookie <laughs> no, <they're not> <laughs> yeah come on just now. the lone star they are <laughs> it's okay it's cold yeah. no, <laughs> i was in the pool over the last couple of weeks and i think a lot of us who are true packer fans have come to this realization that it, it's just you have to make peace in your head with change, right? And change is really difficult. People are creatures of habit. We've had this for 17 years. We had it for 17 years before, but sometimes you just need to have change. And I think at this point, the biggest thing that this team needs, it's stagnant. It had nothing to do with uh, McCarthy, right? At this point, like I think now I've come to the realization that, yeah, we blamed McCarthy for all of that, but you look at him with Dallas and Dallas is a shit show usually because you have a boss who wants to run everything and he's able to get that team turned around in two years. So I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it on. I, I'm lit, the franchise quarterback is the face of the team. He's the heartbeat of the team. He is the blood of the team. He is the cog that moves everything. And right now that cog is broken. That cog did not get oiled properly in the preseason to come into the season prepared to do what he was supposed to do and play at the level that he was because he, on other things and you cannot play NFL quarterback for the Green Bay Packers or any team if you are not fully invested in what you're supposed to be doing and remember that's always the off-season conversations with these guys it's like off-season they enjoy it but they don't want to be back because they hate the grind of the football every day and then all of a sudden they get like that spark and they do it but there comes a point where you just need to like if they're not going to realize it themselves which most of these great players do not realize it themselves is you got to tell them and you know what if you want to go get paid 50 million dollars somewhere else good dude even if it means that jordan love is not the answer i want to see what we have man we need to figure it out before it becomes one of these okay rogers decided august 1st he's not coming back now jordan love is our starter and we find out that jordan love can't do it so then we throw another season away as we try and scramble and figure it out well at least we know that he's going to have all the reps in ota's training camp and preseason so I mean, this is this is this sums it up for me. If Rogers showed up to all the OTAs and camps because it was new wide receiver group this year and he had to, yep. if he showed up to all of them new and, pra line. and practiced and went through all of it and they were performing like this, I would be standing beside Rogers pointing fingers at everyone else too. Mm -hmm. I absolutely would. But he didn't. He didn't show up to any of the spring camps, none of the summer camps until he absolutely had to. He doesn't practice every single uh, practice like he should. He gets vet rest here and vet rest there and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Hasn't been feeling right. 
hasn't been feeling right because he's not putting in the work. Doesn't have the chemistry because he's not putting in the work. We watched Jordan Love go out there and just a couple of plays, he hit five different wide receivers. We watched Aaron Rodgers go out there and in 40 plays only hit two wide receivers. Come on. Come on. The other side of the ball here, Tunyon. Can you move your feet? Just keep moving your feet. When you catch the ball, keep moving your feet, son. Don't stop and stomp your feet. Try and make a move. You're not that guy. Keep running when you catch the ball, Tanyan. Keep running. Listen, Saturday's podcast in the books, episode 197. Episode 200, we're going to give away that lawnmower. So uh, don't forget to send us your uh, mailbag. Monday questions. You can find us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. Find us on Facebook, Packers Without Borders, Instagram, Packers Without Borders, and Packers Without Borders merch. This is the final week. I'm not making this up, son. This is it. All right. We're just one week away from that merch disappearing. So go to Packers Without Borders at myshopify.com, patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you guys so much for everything. Awesome. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. We take this disgrace Another Bears fan Throwing insults in our face The Packers are the greatest team To ever play the game Even if from time to time They've been a little lame How could you ever love a team With Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Was as big a ham They got a reputation That's mostly based on luck The Bears still suck The Bears still suck the bears still suck. The bears still suck. The bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still suck.